The same thing in your walk with God. There's going to be one battle that you go through that's not going to be the same as the battle that you're heading towards. And you can't stay focused on the battles you've been through because then you're focused on them. you got to be focused on the battles that you're going through. Amen? You know, like when you, you ever have an employee or been an employee, of everybody's probably been an employee somewhere once, but you ever, like if you're a boss or a manager and you have a new employee and, he, and they did the same kind of work, but then they come to your company and they're like, oh, well, that's not how we did it over there. It's like, well, this ain't over there. This is not over there. Is over there signing your check? <laughs> Do you see over pay to the order of you signed by over there? No, it's by right here, right now. So this is how we do it. This is how we do it, right? <laughs> I love you guys. Man. Whatever we're doing in life, we can't get distracted from the main thing. See, we believe this is going to be the year that God's going to glory is going to be revealed in your life, in this house, in the church, in the nation, and all over the place. But as believers, we got to stay focused. We got to maintain a focus. And I'm here to tell you that the enemy, you know, it seems like, you know, uh, standard opinion or consensus is that the enemy's busy which he always is, and he's at work, which he always is. And one of the ways he's going to try to work on you and work on me is to get us distracted. How does he do that? First off, he gives us lies, gives us things to take our attention away from Jesus, gets us to think about other things that would lead us away from the kingdom when the primary focus needs to be Jesus. And I think, you know, a lot of us, sometimes when we first come to the Lord, we come in such circumstances and we get pulled out of such circumstances. We're so filled with focus on Jesus that you can't stop but looking and thinking and talking about Jesus. But as time goes, even for someone in that kind of situation, the enemy's work is to take your focus off God. And once your focus gets off God, then you'll start wandering in areas that you don't belong in. And a lot of the ways is, first off, just unbelief and doubt. Amen? And we need to stay focused. I am so glad that the women had a great time with a, in a meeting with the king. So your women and the men start, you know, Super Bowl parties kicking off the men's group. And it's going to be, you know, we're going to be co-mingling with the other species called females. But after that, it'll just be men. Amen? And we'll be, we'll be talking about things that men will talk about and work on so we can be better men to be better leaders of our households, to be better, better kingdom men. Amen? So it was great to see that and see you guys have a good time. And, and I was, while y'all was uh, here, I was at home in my office, and anytime there's movement in the church uh, 
over there in the children's church, the video camera come on. And I saw, I was like, wow, they had a good turn. You guys had a good turnout. Y'all was having a good time over there. And I was, you know, I wasn't spying on you, but every time I looked up, I didn't see anybody. Not, you know, it just looked like y'all was having a good time. There's no sound or anything, but it looked like you guys were having a good time. And that's what it's about. See, things like that are supposed to help women maintain their focus on God and also maintain their focus on there's other women in this thing with me. Because see what that one way that the devil wants to distract you is to think you're in this by yourself. Amen. That there's no one that could ever think like I think or identify with what I identify with. And that's just a lie straight out of the pit of hell. Everybody's probably been through something similar, and if not, there is somebody who has that can identify with you. Amen? Amen. So today I want to just talk about maintaining the focus. You know, like keeping our eyes on Jesus. You know, in, in, in New Haven, Connecticut, there I met, and I've mentioned this minister before, but Reverend Floyd Miles, one of his biggest sayings was, keep the main thing the main thing. Amen? Like, like how, many, how many here have jobs? If you, if you, hey, if you're a homemaker, you got a job. Amen? If you don't have a physical job you're getting paid for, and you're home taking care of family, that is a job. Sometimes that's the hardest job anybody could have. Amen? <laughs> Especially when you're dealing with us guys. Amen? So, but in those, let's, let, okay, let's just take someone who's a worker at home, and you take care of a family, and you've got laundry to do, you've got house to clean, you've got food to make, you've got all these things to take care of, right? But yet, you walk past, you got the TV playing, and it's just in the background, no matter what it's on, could be, you know, probably a lot of us would have it on some kind of Christian station, right? Or whatever, but all of a sudden, something catches your eye. And then, time to sit down and check this out. We got distracted from the main thing, which was whatever it was, doing a laundry, whatever it is. Life, you're on your way, you're walking towards your destination that God has for you, and the devil going to throw up a distraction over here to try to get you to stop in your tracks. Sometimes he brings it as pain and suffering. Sometimes he brings it as something that's good. Sometimes he just brings it as, you know, you're never going to make it. Whatever the attack the enemy tries to put on us, we can't get distracted. We got to keep looking forward. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 through 27. That his job is to stop you from getting to where God has you to go. He's defeated, but he's persistent. He knows his time is up. He knows he can't stop God. Proverbs 4. Chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. Capitulo 4, versículo 25, ahora 27. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. That's what I know I do a good when I get the okay. When, when, when the necks start getting twisted, I know I messed it up. And they're just, <laughs> when y'all look at each other, like, what did he just say? <laughs> what language was that? <laughs> Spanglish. The word of the Lord says, let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left, and remove thy foot from evil. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. See, we got to keep looking forward. 
definitely don't look back. Looking back to distraction. You know, sometimes we think looking back can be good, and it can if we only look for a second when it's something about something good that happened. But a lot of times, even something like that, when we look back, we get stuck looking back at the past. We need to be focusing forward. We got to be thinking forward. Whatever you're going through in life, don't look at the, 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 the things that have let you down and the, the lack of victory in a certain situation. Look to the next victory. You know, as y'all know, I, I like my sports. And my team didn't do that well this year. But what I liked about my team is that even after every game, they were like, that game's behind us. Our focus is our next opponent. We, gotta, we, can't, we can't sit here and, oh, oh on Monday we're going to review the tapes and see where we made mistakes. But now we're going to take Monday, and when Tuesday comes, we're going to focus on our new opponent, and we're going to fix what we need to fix, but we're going to adapt it to whatever this other opponent brings. Because every team in the NFL has a different game plan and different strengths and weaknesses. The same thing in your walk with God. There's going to be one battle that you go through, it's not going to be the same as the battle that you're heading towards. And you can't stay focused on the battles you've been through because then you're focused on them. You've got to be focused on the battles that you're going through. Amen? You know, like when you, you ever have an employee or been an employee, of everybody's probably been an employee somewhere once, but you ever, like if you're a boss or a manager and you have a new employee and, he, and they did the same kind of work, but then they come to your company and they're like, oh, well, that's not how we did it over there. It's like, well, this ain't over there. This is not over there. Is over there signing your check? <laughs> Do you see over pay to the order of you, signed by over there? No, it's by right here, right now. So this is how we do it. This is how we do it, right? <laughs> I love you guys, man. See, every situation is not the same as the situation before. So you've got to be able to be adaptable. And the way you do that is to stay focused. See, the devil wants you. It's, oh, everybody, the first of the year, we're all focused on our New Year's resolutions. The devil wants you to give up, wants to distract you, wants you to be walking downtown and look at Eddie and Sam's pizza and say, oh, man, that looks good. So I just had to send Ray a picture. He's like, oh, I see how you are, Pastor. I said, at least, at least I didn't go in and send you a picture of a slice. No, because me and him are going to take a road trip, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to take our one meal of the day, and we're going to sit there and eat pizza till it's coming out of our sides. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife. But anyway, whatever you're going through, it's not going to be the same exactly as something you've been through before. But you've got to keep your eyes on the prize of where you're going, because if you look at what you're going through right now, you might just give up. And you think just because you went and got saved, the dead devil's like, oh, well, I'll give that one a ticket to no problems. No, he's like, you know what? Give that one pain. Give that one suffering because they left my kingdom for his kingdom. He hates you. He wants to make your life miserable. He knows he's lost you, but he wants you to pay for it. 
He also knows that if you can stay focused on what God wants, see, because each and every one of you in this house tonight, if today, each and every one of you watching us online, no matter what country you're in, no matter what state you're in, you have something that God wants you to do for the kingdom. Everybody. It's not just ministers, deacons, elders, and bishops, and so-and-sos, whoever you think you are in God. It doesn't matter. Everybody who is a born-again Christian, God has a mission and a purpose for you. Maybe your children, could be your job. I don't know, but I know he does. So what the devil wants to do is to stop you in your tracks, so kind of like stop the bleeding. Nip it in the butt. Okay, well, she got saved, but let's stop her from touching anybody else that God wants her to use, to be used to get in touch with. But that's not how we believe. We believe in moving forward. We believe in taking territory. We believe, like, like David, running to the battle and not running from the battle. So we got to be people that aren't afraid of some confrontation. There's going to be some confrontation. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't think if you give your life to God, then it's going to be some beautiful walk with no problems. It's a beautiful walk with problems that you get through because you're in a beautiful walk with Jesus. And Jesus knows how to fix things, amen? Jesus knows how to work on things, amen? Jesus knows, Jesus knows what's right. He knows the timing. He knows when the right time to strike is. And I heard something that, you know, a lot of times, this is another way the devil will get us in distraction. Listen, if you don't know for a fact what area of your life he's messing with you in, don't start stirring stuff up by casting it out or pulling stuff out saying, oh, I rebuke this, I rebuke He may not have even been messing with it, but now that you start rebuking it, you just stirred it up because you're not even focused on what's going on in your life. So you're thinking everything's got to be this or the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that. Maybe you just made a bad decision. The devil had nothing to do with it. But he's like, you know what? <clears throat> I'll take credit for that one. Thank you very much. He's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you see that? We had nothing to do with that. But yes, take one up for our kingdom. You stay focused. How do you stay focused? Prayer. 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 Reading his word. It says, pay attention to your path. Ponder the path of your feet. Think before you move. Wait before you make decisions. My mom always used to tell me to engage my mind before I engage my mouth. Sometimes we want so quick to have an answer for things. Sometimes we just got to wait. Hebrews 12, 11 in chapter 2, it says, in verse, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Looking unto the, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I shared this briefly with the pantry yesterday. That word looking means to consider attentively. You've got to pay attention. You've got to be attentive to the things of God. You've got to be willing to look and listen and be like, God, I don't know where I'm going. He's like, hey, I'm leading. Just follow. Just listen to my voice. Just follow. You know, we've got to be willing to follow. A lot of us want to lead. But to become a leader, first off, you've got to be a follower. You've got to know how to follow before you can learn how to lead. And you've got to be able to follow Jesus before you can tell others to follow Jesus. 
Our life is, 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 is from glory to glory, from experience to experience. You know, we've all seen Elsa get healed of cancer. We've seen Emma get healed of blindness. We've, we've also seen some prayers not come to full fruition like, like Brother Brian. But then also we don't know when some people are in certain situations, like the lady you just said, they just get to the point where like, you know what, I'm just tired. The best healing you could ever get is to go to heaven. So, dude, so, so what's my point? Why am I bringing up Brother Brian? First of all, I miss him every day. And for a long time, I beat myself up that he died. I was like, how can he die of cancer when we've prayed for cancer and cancer has gone? Because God had another plan. So, 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 I could get very easily distracted by praying for somebody and they die. Or I can stay focused and keep going. See, because Elsa got healed of cancer, Brian died. Do I stop praying against cancer because one dies? No, I get more angry at the cancer and I pray harder the next time. Do you think, you know, when we all saw Emma get healed, everybody in here who saw that live in here will be able to use that to stand against most anything that ever comes because that was a biblical miracle right in front of your eyes. And that video is getting shared in a lot of places. Other churches are taking that video and sharing it with their people because of the miracle that happened. So we take that and we stay focused and be like, all right, God, we know we're healed. We're here to do a mission for you. And we keep going forward. Then the next Sunday we come to church and there's nobody here. What do we do? We have church again the following Sunday. And we keep having church. We keep having the doors open. We try to expand and do things on the level of the church that can help the kingdom of God grow. But individually, we need to make the same commitment to ourselves and to our households. And we need to be looking to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. See, he's the one who wrote your faith. Way back when Adam and Eve fell, he wrote, he wrote your faith by, saying, by knowing that one day he was going to have to go to the cross and die a a sinless death on Calvary's cross so that mankind could be free and he wrote it down every one of you has a story and it's being written by Jesus he's the one that wrote it when you were born in all through your life he's writing your story and he's going to be the one that's going to write the finish that's going to say come on home to me and well good my good job my good and faithful servant he's writing your story so keep your focus on the one who's writing your story and let's try to stop adding our own little parenthetically inserted portions in our life. God wants you to do something. Follow what God wants you to do. Stay focused. That author also means to be the captain. Let Jesus be the captain of your life. Captain is the one in charge. Like when you're on football teams, you see the guys on, have little C's on them. That's the captain of that portion of the team you go into the military there's generals there's different levels of leadership but jesus is the top 
Whatever branch of service Jesus would be in, he is at the top. Let him be the captain, the general of your life. Not just some days, every day. And I'm going to close because this, you know, 20 minutes already. But it's all good. We got to have, he's the author and finisher of your faith. How many would say sometimes faith is hard? It's okay. Don't think you're any less a Christian if you say faith is hard. Because sometimes, because just, just, just look at the definition of faith found in Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidences of things unseen. See, as people, as carnal creatures that when Adam and Eve fell into sin in the garden, we became reliant on our flesh. So we want to see the results before we believe the results, which is not faith. Most time that leads us into fear. See, but faith is I don't see it, but I believe it. Though that is that is so because I'm trusting my God and I got scripture to back it up. So I'm not going to be distracted by what's going on. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to trust in God. I need a new job, but it's not coming yet. I'm going to keep believing the right job, the right place, the right pay. And when that happens, I'm going to keep my eyes focused while I'm there. And wherever God wants to take me from there, I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to keep my attention on Jesus. In the book of Luke, it says that in chapter 9, verse 62, and this is, I'm going to close with this. It says, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. If you've gave your life to Christ, keep looking forward. When you're plowing a field, I mean, I don't know how they do it now. They probably just drive something. But back in there, where he's talking about, it would be a plow pulled by oxen. And they didn't have lines drawn. They had a mark off in the horizon. And they would walk towards that mark. And they would keep their eyes on that mark the whole way. And that's how they got their line. That, why do you think they put blinders on horses that are in parades? You ever notice that? You go down a, 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 and, and you're watching a parade, all the horses have blinders. That's so they can't see what's going on on the side. All they got to do is focus on going where they're being led by the person who's sitting on the horse saying, come on, let's go. That's how we've got to be. All the distractions that are put up by the enemy. We just got to put our little blinders on and keep looking forward. Keep our eyes on Jesus and maintain our focus. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. And I had to cut it, you know, a little bit because of the extension that we already had. But like Pastor Vanessa said, we are not a church that's ever going to stop what God wants to do. God wants to do something. God wants to say something. We will let him say it. Amen? Because then what are we here for? We're here to, for what we want to do or for what God wants to do. Amen? 
Hallelujah. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world, one life, one city, one nation at a time.